Welcome to Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I am Cecily, and this week we're continuing to talk about the B-sides and collaborations from the Central World era, and this week we're going to be talking about the song I'm Still Waiting. everybody to this week's episode of Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. So we're going to be continuing to talk about the central world B-sides and in a few months we'll get to collaborations because there are some collaborations also for this era. But for the moment, we're going to be talking about those little songs that were kind of tucked away on either American released compilations or just on box sets, those little songs that us deep fans really know about and that, frankly, everybody else should know about as well, not just the super fans like us. And for this week's song, I have to say, as I'm recording this, I am looking outside. It's kind of hazy and humid because it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's summertime in North Carolina, and that's kind of how it goes. And there have been some storms this week. In fact, there was one storm that, as I was performing on Twitch, actually, a couple of days ago, lo and behold, the power went out. Woo! Gotta love that. The power went out, lost internet for about two minutes, but luckily everything came back. So it was pretty stormy. It was very stormy. And we've also had uh, traces of a hurricane that's already come through. Hurricane Elsa, woo, and I'm sure there will be some more storms coming through. Why do I mention storms? Well, the reason I'm mentioning storms is because this week's song, I'm Still Waiting, mentions storms and has some beautiful nature imagery, which I think is pretty far par for the course for most of Kate's work, but I've noticed especially in this era, and we'll get to talk about that when we talk about the lyrics. So... Of note is that also this week, it's just going to be me. Hey, guys, you're just stuck with just me for this week. Because I couldn't find anybody to talk about this song. Nobody signed up for this song. So I went, okay, well, you know what? This is one of my favorites from the era. I got to say, this is one of my favorites. And we'll get into why in a little bit. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to press record, look out the window at the beautiful fields and the, the countryside I'm looking at here. I almost said the French word for it because I have to go back and forth between French and English in my day job. Um, but I thought, you know what? Just press record. I've got my notes. Let's just see what happens. Woo, here we go. All right. So I'm still waiting. We are. St- I know you guys are still waiting for me to start talking about it. I'm still waiting. So this was a song written by our lovely songstress, Kate Bush. This was originally released as an extra track on the single release for this woman's work in 1989. And this song has also appeared in several other places. It has appeared on the American mini album Aspects of the Sensual World, which I've mentioned a few times before 
um, especially in this era, and was also part of one of the two compilation discs of B-sides and rarities that came out with the anthology This Woman's Work, 1978 to 1990. And it was also on the other sides as part of the Kate Bush remastered box set that came out a couple of years ago. So it's one of those songs that's uh, tucked away on compilation albums or if you really enjoy the A side and you got this as a B side, you were very lucky to get this as a B side. So that's where this song is based. So it's been found in lots of different little places. And of note though, it may be found in several of those little places, but it doesn't seem like Kate Bush has even acknowledged this song's existence. I literally could not find any quotes from her talking about this song. I looked on Gaffa. I looked fan forums, looked everywhere, and it doesn't look like she's even talked about this. I'm like, girl, what the hell? This is one of my favorite songs from this era, and she hasn't even talked about it. Anyway. So, anyway, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're talking about these songs that even Kate has not even talked about. Maybe she doesn't like the song. Who knows? I love this song. Hopefully, you love this song, too. So, she has not talked about this song. So, unfortunately, I can't say, Kate said about this song, that da 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 because she hasn't said anything. So, who knows? Maybe she sees this as a kind of song like in Burning Bridge, if you'll remember from the Hounds of Love era where she said, oh no, that was just something I, that was just meant to be a throwaway track, you know, just record it for B-side, woo, kind of, maybe that's kind of how she sees this, though we are kind of getting into the era, unfortunately, where she's not talking as extensively about her songs, like every song, like, I had a lot of fun in the Dreaming era and the Hounds of Love era, some of the earlier eras where she was writing stuff for the fanzines. She was writing stuff for Homeground and talking about like every song and what it meant to her and the production and everything. And we're starting to get into a point where it doesn't seem like Kate is doing that quite as much as she was before, which is really unfortunate because I would honestly love to know what the inspiration of this song is. And so we'll, we'll get into it. So speaking about, okay, so you're inspired. What is this about? Well, the lyrics to, to me seem pretty straightforward, and I I feel like this is kind of common for this era. I've noticed like a lot for quite a few of her songs in the Central World era that they seem pretty straightforward. I also noticed that you know from a musical nerdiness standpoint, because you know I love to go in like the chord progressions and all that other fun stuff, all the technicalities of her songs and what makes them so unique. This one kind of just has like a repeating piano riff, you know, da, 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 kind of thing that's like very easy to figure out. It was very easy for me to figure this out on piano, by the way. And it it almost seems like her, her songwriting is simplified a little bit because there, there aren't as many like kind of out of... I'm trying to think of it, out of key signature chords as there might have been in the earlier seasons. But she she also, I've noticed in this song, like there is kind of a structure to it, but it seems very loose. I mean, that's kind of another thing that's par for the course with Kate Bush. And also what really sets this as a sensual world era song for me is also the use of 
like the uh, nature in her lyrics, which she always has put in her songs. I mean, you know, there's there's something like a song in my garden and in Frightened Eyes talking about anybody looking out in any English country gardens like nature is very much a part of her work and also like you can just feel it there in Hounds of Love the previous album but also especially in the sensual world like there's a and throughout the album there is imagery of like the cornfields the cornfields burning and never be mine I'm saying that and I'm looking literally right outside of cornfields because <laughs> that's where I live and so there's there's a lot of, especially a lot of nature in in this era and this in a way kind of ties it to reaching out actually in a way like when you when you're talking about um the push and pull of it all you know the push and the pull of it all that's what this song feels like to me it feels like you know I'm not trying to quote a 90s song here that every new beginning comes from somebody something ending like um, somewhere a door is opening, somewhere somebody dies, somewhere a newborn baby cries. It feels almost like like a cyclical thing that that everything that ends, whether you want it to or not, that from that ending is going to be something else that's going to start. And you don't know quite what it is, but you know that something is going to happen. You know, something good is going to happen. <laughs> yes, I went there. And in reference to the song, like when you look at the the first verse, you know, somewhere a door is opening, pulling up here, somewhere a door is closing, somewhere somebody dies, somewhere a newborn baby cries. So that that feels like like a psych, like a cyclical thing, like I was saying that, you know, something is something is beginning and something is ending, something is dying, something is being born. And then you get into the the chorus, which I just, oh my God, like the chorus just really gets me. Maybe the love is gone, but there's still a heart that's beating. Though the clouds have come, maybe the sun will come out. So now we get this shift. We get this shift from, okay, now she was talking about like, it seemed like general cycle of life and everything. And now it sounds like she's talking about the end of a relationship. And you realize, oh, she's equating these, these things to beginning, things beginning and ending it's like like this love affair or this relationship that she's going through maybe the love has gone you know that's the ending but there's still a heart that's beating you know something is still alive like I'm but wait a minute even though our relationship has ended but wait a minute no I still feel shit for you like no 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 you don't get it you know the the clouds have come maybe the sun will come out like you know, the you know the you got the end of the the pretty sunny day but you're still holding on that hope that maybe you will see the sun and the storm is coming back. Maybe you'll be coming back because I'm still waiting. You know, this is somebody you realize, oh, okay, now we've shifted and she's singing from the perspective of someone who maybe had to go away for a long time and they don't know, maybe they don't know when they're coming back or the person has just left them and they're just kind of in denial, really. Um, And, it just kind of goes on from there. And honestly, part of when I said before at the, at the top of the episode that this is one of my favorites from this era, it's it's this multifaceted meaning in these lyrics. I mean, these lyrics and a lot of her songs, and I've talked about this on other episodes. I can't quite remember at the moment. Maybe some of you guys might remember because I've done so many of these episodes that uh, 
she she has a she has this gift for writing the simplest lines that contain so many different meanings and so many different interpretations. And it really what gets me about this song is, you know, this verse that kind of sounds a little bit resigned, like she's not even with her voice, she's not really doing a whole lot with the uh, down where a door is opening. Do, 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 do. It's very stepwise. But then you get to that chorus and maybe the love has gone, but there's still a heart that's beating. Like she starts, she sings that a little higher. It also sticks out a lot more with the chorus. Like you tend to in choruses, the ones that really stick out to people are the ones that have some sort of like melodic difference between the verse and the chorus that just sticks out. It makes it really stick in your head. And on that, she's she sings that a little bit higher. Maybe the love is gone, but there's still a heart that's beating. Though the clouds have come, maybe the sun will come out. It sounds pleading. It sounds pleading in that just somebody who's still holding on to hope, even though, no, this person probably isn't coming back. No, this relationship probably really is actually over, but they're still waiting for some, waiting for the other person to, to come back to restart their relationship for them to find their love again or find something. And the first time I heard this song, so the first time I heard this song was on one of those little mini compilations that I mentioned at the top of the episode. When I was in college, I had a radio show at my college radio station. And that college radio station used to be really popular. And what I mean by that is that they had in the studio, there were so many LPs, like actual records and CDs lying around from the late 80s and early 90s. And it kind of felt in a way like it was almost kind of stuck in time. And one day as I was just going through the bins, looking for stuff that I could play on my show, I happened to find a copy of Aspects of the Central World. And I've mentioned before on previous Some of the Central World episodes that that was my exposure to a couple of the songs um, from this era. And I found out later, that was when I found out later, that, oh, this was something released only for the American market. Because at that time, they were trying to market her as this college radio slash alternative artist. And Aspects of the Central World was part of that. So Aspects of the Central World had the Central World. It had the instrumental for it. It had Be Kind of My Mistakes. And I'm Still Waiting. And that was where I first heard I'm Still Waiting. Because by then, it was, you know, it was mid-2000s. It was sometime before Ariel was released. And I was just starting to really dig into more of her music beyond just the the hits really and I fell in love with this song from the first listen it was it was the the dirt the, the piano in there of course I, I love I'm, I'm kind of biased I love anything with the piano <laughs> and of course anything with with Kate playing piano because I love the electronic sounds that she can come up with but when I hear the piano, it feels like, oh, yeah, she's going back to her instrument because that's where it all started. You know, that's where it started. She was just sitting there just noodling on the piano. And there you go. And playing stuff for her, for her family. It was the piano. It was her voice. I liked, I loved how raw it was. and was very pleading. And it had this structure to it, but it 
kind of not. Um, and when I and what I mean by that is that you set it up with like your first verse and you have the chorus, but then like the the chords from the verse are she's singing something completely different over them, and then the next verse is a little bit shorter and it just kind of repeats a little bit, but it's always over the same chords, but she's singing like slightly different words and everything. So that was really what caught me. Like, especially at the end, those raw, I'm not going to do it because I won't be able to talk for the next few weeks. Also, I would rather you guys hear Kate do it. That part of the end, you know, I'm way, 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 way eating when she's doing that, that scream. just oh it's just so it's so raw and pleading this song this is someone who you could interpret this as someone who's in denial that that a relationship is ended or maybe they just think that the love is gone and that this other person and that the the person they're singing about really does love them back and that they are going to come back. But I mean, either way, it's someone who's just just really, really wants what was there before. And it's it really hits me like there are there are times with this song that like especially at that ending where she's just she keeps singing the title that really, really get me. And I mean, who among us has not felt that? with a relationship where you can you know maybe you know it's ended but you still feel something for the other person um especially that that imagery of maybe there's a heart that maybe the love is gone but there's still a heart that's beating it's like no but wait a minute you may think it's over for you but it's not for me hey wait a minute i'm just kind of left out in the cold here and that's it's those things. It's the lyrics. It's the music. It's her vocal that makes this one of my favorites from this era. Like truly, oh my god! It's just it really, really gets me. Just this gets me so much in my feels. And also, what I think is really interesting about "I'm Still Waiting" is that you could kind of tell that it's meant to be a b-side it sounds a little bit rough around the edges though you can tell that it's really been worked on and how i can tell with that is that she has background vocals so she's got the background vocals especially after she's dancing in the first verse leading into the chorus and obviously doing background vocals i can tell you from my own personal experience that doing background vocals that takes a lot of work right there and this is the part that i'm talking about here So this sounds very much of this era, like especially if you really listen to the drums, the drums have that more mid 80s kind of feel to them, especially when the song starts. Also, what I think is really interesting, too, from a musical production standpoint is also the way her vocals are processed, like the way I'm not. I'm not quite sure what kind of effects they would have used on her voice. Not that, honestly, this woman really needs any other effects on her voice because by or by itself, like her voice is just freaking gorgeous. She could come out and do a show just acapella and we'd just be like, hi, we bow to you. Anyway, but also the way that they processed her voice, like her voice 
it she's got a lot more vibrato. I've mentioned that quite a bit in this area. Like she's, you know, she when she put out this album and she was recording this, it was she was in her late twenties, early thirties, and by then, your voice is starting to mature a little bit, and um, her vibrato is much more prevalent too on this song, and also just the way that her voice was produced as well, like is ties it very much to this era. And also something else I noticed about this song that I think is really notable. I'm starting to feel like this is starting to get to the point where Kate is becoming a little bit simpler, I think, with some of her compositions. I've talked about this with some of the other Sensual World songs. And what I mean by that is that they're, the instrumentation on this, I mean, I didn't find any track credits, unfortunately. But, well, there's the vocals, there's her lead vocals, there's her background vocals, there's piano, and then there's drums, and there's definitely some bass, because you can hear that at the end after after she does her raw screams. And I'm talking about this part. There's no sheet music for this song. And so what I did, because you all know that I'm a music nerd, obviously, or I wouldn't have the show, that I started like learning the song a little bit by ear, just like basically like kind of picking out stuff. Because I was curious, like, okay, what song key is this in? I could tell it was some sort of minor key. And I figured out it's C minor. And that the chord progression is pretty simple throughout. Like there, there aren't a lot of weird chords and I'm not I don't mean weird as in like weird I mean just mean the weird as in oh wait a minute you have a song in F but you have a flat major in there for some reason um there isn't a lot of that like it feel it it's just a couple of chords that just kind of cycle throughout the song and I've noticed that that seems to be uh quite prevalent in this era that it it almost seems like she's making it a little bit simpler in some ways. And I and when I get into the red shoes, I feel that she gets a little bit simpler as well. Because well, when we get to talk about the red shoes, she was hoping to tour that album, which she didn't. Oh my God. Um, so that's another thing that kind of ties this to this era. And meanwhile, though, I just love this song. Like this song has captivated me from the first time I ever, ever heard it. And I think it's such a beautiful song that more people should should take a listen to and just listen to those lyrics and listen to that emotion oh my god those those that wailing at the end that only she can do that just like she goes from just like the the quiet like pleading i'm still waiting and then just suddenly like you know i'm waiting like oh she does it so much better of course wasn't even trying that time but you get the idea that it's just such a beautiful little song and I really wish more people knew about this and unfortunately there are no covers there are no cover versions and I couldn't even find any fan remixes either of this song but I will leave you guys with this though I 
like I said, I started learning this song a little bit by ear, not to sing it, but just because, oh, I'm curious about like the technical stuff. You know me. And I recorded an improvisation kind of based around the um, the melody and the chord progression of the song. So um, you'll you'll get to hear that here in just a moment. In fact, you know what? We're just going to put it here. Um, one of the last things for this episode is my little improv based around I'm Still Waiting.
concludes this week's episode of Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I want to thank you all so much for listening to me rambling on about one of my favorite songs from this era. I love this song. Oh my God, this song is just so beautiful. And I really hope that in putting out this episode that more people will get to listen to this song and you'll go and discover just how beautiful and how pleading the song is. And maybe if you haven't listened to it a whole lot before, maybe this episode will make you listen to it in another light. You'll go, wait a minute, this actually, I know what Cecily was talking about. This is pretty cool. You know, I'm thinking this is pretty cool. Anyway, so thank you all again for listening to this week's episode. If you are enjoying what I do with my massive project here that I'm actually more than halfway done, it's just... It's been a little longer sometimes between episodes. Don't worry. I'm not going to make you wait 12 years or anything for the next one. Not going to do that to you. Definitely not. Uh, if you enjoy what I do, you can check me out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Kate Bush podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash strange Kate cast and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Kate Bush podcast. And you can also email me Kate Bush podcast at gmail.com. There's so many ways that you guys can be a part of the show. I'm always looking for people for future songs, whether it's another song that's going to come up in this era. I will say that I have do have next week's episode already in the can, but if you want to leave any thoughts about that, next week it's going to be Ken. Then you can email me get, and get in contact with me with those other things. Oh, how could I forget? I also have a phone hotline. So if you want to leave a message about your favorite Kate Bush song, you can go one seven five seven three four nine. 6369. That's 1757 349 6369. And your message could be played on a future episode. So lots of different ways that you guys can get in contact and be a part of the show. Because I love talking with other fans. I mean, I don't I, I like coming up here and, and talking into the mic and just pressing record and seeing what happens. But I also really like to hear from you guys. All of you guys listening from all over the world. I can see the demographics, all the British people listening. I can see all the demographics, all the American people listening. Hi. So, so many ways that you can be a part of the show. And speaking of the show here, next week, we're going to be getting into a very lively discussion of a song that earlier in the episode run of the show, I said, oh my God, I care about what I get to listen. I can tell you, I loved Ken. Ken is going to be next week's song. And I got a really cool fan, Alex Dale. I've had him on the show before. Did a call all the way to London. And we got to talk about that song. And also another part of her career that involves her doing collaborations with some of the best of British comedians and actors. So that's all going to be next week when we get to talk about Ken. So we'll see everybody then. Thank you so much again for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 